This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is March 9th, 2020. Fightful.com podcast. We are here to talk Monday Night Raw. And we've got Denise Salcedo with us. Master of controversy, Denise Salcedo. I finally have a nickname, and it wasn't one that I was expecting whatsoever. I don't know why I'm bringing controversy to this podcast. You are. You are. I have done podcasts with Matt Riddle, with Vince Russo, and you are the most controversial person that I've ever done a podcast with. That's it. Hands down. I think I'm an, I'm, that's pretty, that's a pretty good accomplishment. I'm going to put it in my IMDb facts. There you go. You know what else is a great accomplishment? They are what giving, is? they're giving me an enhancement match at Sean Ross Sapp served tall, Denise. I saw that. I saw that. It is awesome. Granted, I demanded it. I said, hey, it's my show. I haven't wrestled in about a year, year and a half-ish. Ish. I was like, book me in the worst match type possible. And they said, how about a brawl for all? And I said, I'll do it. A brawl for all. I'll do it. I, I've, I've written long-form features on this thing. I've talked to people about it. And even better, Denise, I get to pick my own jobber. And I have all these people that are like, what about this wrestler? What about that wrestler? No. I want somebody who doesn't even want to wrestle. I want somebody who is so bad that I can embarrass them publicly in front of the several people that will be in attendance. I'm That's very excited. Sad. <laughs> That's sad. I'm excited to see what you're going to wear. Have you thought about your outfit? Maybe this sweet dare shirt from the 1990s. Not that you know anything about the 90s, Denise. Oh, my God. I was about to say, I know about dare. They came to my school. Okay, well, apparently Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch did not come to your school. By the are we starting of it. off? With, are we starting off with that today? Okay. Are we starting? Yeah. To, okay, <laughs> fair. Instead, we'll start off by saying Sean Ross App served Hall added a primetime pro wrestling championship match. O'Shea Edwards defends against the man that Cody Rhodes said he wanted but couldn't get. Chris Bay, new Impact oh, nice. Wrestling star. Very happy about that. Also, we added Gangrel's brooding battle royal to the show, which I am stoked for. That's pretty cool. I got to say that, first of all, Chris Bay is awesome. I've gotten to work so many shows with him down at Suburban Fight. Literally the coolest person. Uh, And Gangreo was pretty interesting. I met him once, and I will say it was just interesting. Yeah, he's he's, Gangreo's a habitual emoji sender, too. Really? Did I ever tell you that? I was setting up an interview, and this is a guy who I watched when I was like 11, 12, and I was like, wow, he's a spooky vampire. And we're setting up an interview, and he's like, LMAO, smiley face. And I was like, oh. That's hilarious. He's an emoji user. I didn't see that coming at all. Reminder, guys, if you want to donate a Super Chat live uh, here on YouTube.com slash Fightful, we'll read your question statement on the air. If you want to help us out beyond that, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. It's mania season, but we're still recovering from that month that YouTube kicked us off of uh, the platform. So, Share the link. That all helps to say, hey, I like this podcast. Spread the word. That's that's the most direct way that you guys can help us. 
leaving nice iTunes reviews and all that. We did crack the iTunes charts recently, which oh, is nice. which is impressive to me because a significant portion of our viewers comes from YouTube. If we were just on iTunes, no problem. We'd probably be there all the time. But this kind of takes up quite a few viewers. So uh, thank you guys for helping us on that end of things, those of you who listen on, on Apple and iTunes and stuff like that. But we do have some super chats. Throwback sends a massive one, as is tradition. He says, with Edge destroying MVP and using the RKO to make a statement, do you think we'll see Edge more in the next few weeks try to make this feud more impact that more impactful than it already has? Any word on why Paige might be doing on SmackDown since she was announced? The Edge thing, we're going to talk about that at length, but I think we're going to be playing a lot of cat and mouse with Edge and Randy Orton now that now that Edge is back. I don't think Edge is going to be able to get a hold of Orton, and he shouldn't be able to until WrestleMania. I think something has to be set where they're like, okay, you can't touch Randy Orton until this time. I think they got to give us a reason why Edge can't beat the living shit out of him on any given weekday. You know, they've been really creative overall the last few weeks with this specific feud, and it feels that every week we're getting something different, and I'll mention more of my thoughts on what happened tonight, but I gotta say that with, what, three Raws left until WrestleMania, it seems that they can pretty much go any direction, and I want to see Edge on every single Raw and leading up until that WrestleMania. Uh, What about Paige? She was announced this week as confronting Bailey after weeks of all this trash talk. Now, Nia Jax has said that she's ready to go. She's tweeting out, Vince, come on. I could think of far worse things than Paige managing a Nia Jax, but... Um, you know, yeah. she's been... She's always... But she's been good at that managerial role, so I don't see why not. Like, keep, keep it going. Keep her doing something and keep keep that consistency. I think that with Paige coming in, I think she still has, like, so much to offer. Like, so much. Yeah, I think that would be a good spot for her, too. And Nia doesn't cut the best promos. Paige can help her out with that, especially if it's a heel act. I think it could go a lot better. Paige is more natural as a heel. Uh, Anakin JMT says, Sean, you lose points for it not being a tall for all. Uh, It's actually called a brawl for tall, actually. They (laughs) legit named it that because uh, we added kicks to it. So we had to name it something else. And Or throwback says... Does Denise know who Belle Bib DeVoe or New Edition are? Belle Bib DeVoe and you did. De- oh my God. You guys are scaring me. Why did this have to happen to me? I don't even want to be a part of this. Anymore. Oh my I quit. God. I quit Fightful. I'm done. How I want to know, um, like, I want to do like a. Turn f- into a I want to know what Denise knows show now. And yeah. I, people are just going to realize that clearly I've been living under a rock. I know nothing in life. We'll see. That, and this would probably be something more for either my personal channel or your personal channel. I don't know the legalities beyond like showing music videos or clips of them and you reacting to them. But I would love to just do a show where I'm showing you good R&B music from the 1990s. And you're like, I've never heard this. It's like those kids react videos except you're an adult exactly i do reaction videos and it depends on the person sometimes they share copyright with you share monetization with you mm-hmm. sometimes i just flat out turn off monetization okay. so it really just depends on that sort of thing um some videos i've gotten away with it some videos i have not fair fair uh i think uh, that'd be a, a fun video but we've got to talk about Raw, I guess. But wait, but, but wait. Thank the, God. I'm the, actually excited to talk about Raw just so that I won't have to be put on the spot. Well, yeah. You know, the funny thing is somebody was missing from Raw tonight. A big somebody. Brock Lesnar, Shayna Baszler. They weren't on Raw, but neither was Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg was uh-huh. not on Raw tonight, Denise. Oh my god. Okay, so I saw your tweet. Okay, so right after last week's show, I got a bunch of people that were sending me clips. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll get to this. Like, I'll have a whole week. I'll I'll look at the stuff, blah, blah, blah. I kept procrastinating. I kept procrastinating. Mm -hmm. And I never clicked on any of the links. I'm so sorry because everyone sent them to me. That's so nice of everyone. And today I saw your tweet. And I was reading the rundown. I was like, oh, let's see what we're going to talk about. And then I see the, does Denise, who Marky, does Denise know who Marky Mark is? And I'm like, 
crap. Like I, I was hoping I wasn't going to get asked about this. So then right away I go on my phone and I'm like, I go on YouTube right away. And the first thing I check is the good vibration song. So I watched the music video and BTW, the good vibrations I was talking about was definitely the beach boys one. Cause I went yeah. back and re-listened to that one. So that's the good vibrations that I know. And I know the beach boys cause I love full house. I had all these scrubs in the mentions going, oh, it's even more offensive that Sean doesn't know who the Beach Boys are. I know who the friggin' Beach Boys are, you weenies. <laughs> I knew the song. I just said it. I didn't care about it. I didn't like it. And saying, oh, Sean not knowing who the Beach Boys were, uh, that was 30 years before I was born. 20, 30 years before. This was like... Denise was alive during Good no! Vibrations. No! Yeah. I, 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 okay, when did Good Vibrations come out? Or when did all of that happen? What, 90, 91? 91. I was born in 92, okay? Yeah, a year before. That's a, year a before. whole year before I was born. A whole year. <laughs> okay, so the music video was horrible, by the way. Oh, yeah. My instant thoughts are, he's super naked in this video. Wow. <laughs> uh <laughs> Not bad, not bad, but wow. And he looks exactly like John Cena is all I can think of. And there was just some horrible clips in there where I was like, this would not fly in 2020. Like these very like macho-esque clips showing off the body, being with the women, lifting up the weights. I was like, oh no, that's not going to work this year. Um, uh, Oh, that was pretty much. Oh, okay. So then I Googled fun facts about Mark Wahlberg and there was some like not very good fun he's, facts in he's there. Got, he's got a checkered past. Yeah, I had no idea about that. I was like, okay, well, that's not what I was expecting. Mark Wahlberg did some shit in his day, Denise. Yeah, he... Yeah, it, it's wild. But uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this again. But we we do have Monday Night Raw to talk about. So one of my biggest pet peeves is having baby faces come out and go, Watch this video! I hate it. You can You can do it during the entrance. You can do it before... And they stopped doing it for a long time because it was bad. They did it for years, and they stopped a couple years ago. But I think they're going to bring it back, and the reason I think they're going to bring it back is because it happened twice tonight. Becky Lynch and AJ Styles. When video number one came back, people were chanting, Becky, Becky. When video number two came back, they were chanting for The Undertaker. I'm like, well, if it gets a reaction, they're going to keep doing it. Well, also in Charlotte, they I, they played. The, I think they played the package before yeah, about Rhea, but but she kept mentioning it though in her promo. Like we, I heard package like three times in there. <laughs> Boy, so, when we talk about that. <laughs> so I feel like it's been something that's been happening more consistently every week. Every week, mm-hmm. I don't like it either. I really don't. It's like I've seen it. I know it. I covered it. Let's move on. Yeah, and uh, I think that Becky Lynch cut a really good promo out of here. It was mixed with comedy and seriousness. She said that she knew Shayna as a constipated-looking robot from NXT. But the video package of Shayna, it's like every feud that goes for that title, except for Asuka. Like, they cut this promo, and then they pause, and they go, Bitch! Yeah. (laughs) Every time. And I'm like, man, there's no way that a woman wrote this promo. Like, any of them. Like, oh, my God. Well, see, the B word as a female is no longer used in that sense. It's now kind of done in a complimentary way where friends have changed the meaning of the B word. And sometimes it's funny because you get along with certain girls that way and you're able to talk to each other like that. But certain girls don't get along that way and don't talk to each other like that. But it's just... I don't know. It just doesn't. It's not really what girls use use it like that anymore. But this actual uh, promo I thought was good, mainly for the fact where she said, "I may be a bitch, but I'm the bitch that runs this division." And in that sense, she did sort of use the word, you know, properly, correctly. Like, oh, she's okay. The point is that I actually really enjoyed that line. Uh, but again, we have several weeks like three more Raws until this to WrestleMania. And I just kept thinking to myself, I feel that Becky Lynch, Shayna should be, they have the opportunity to make this a real, real, real hot feud. And I feel that it's really just kicking off right about now. Same thing with Brock Lesnar uh, and Drew McIntyre. So I feel like they really have to kind of keep these next few weeks strong, especially with this one here. 
Yeah, I agree with that. You got to do something to keep it hot. It's it's okay right now, but how many weeks we got? We got one, two, three. We got four. We got four weeks. Well, three raws. Three raws. Three yeah. Raws, as you mentioned, until WrestleMania. Yeah, you got to do something, and you got to you got to heat it up just a little bit more. And I feel like they'll have something up their sleeve. I mean, they did last year for for Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky. But granted, that was the main event of the whole show. But that car crash. Kicking windows out, police angle—that was that was hot. That was good stuff. And this needs something like that because a lot of Shayna's critics call her boring. I didn't think last night was boring at all. I know a lot of people did. I thought it was good. I thought it was, I thought it was a hell of a way to establish somebody. But Becky really leans into the fact that Shayna is Ronda Rousey's friend and the fact that Shayna ran through Oscar. I like that because she readily admits it took her. Years effectively to beat Oscar, and Shayna did it in a couple minutes. I thought this was a good segment altogether. Right, and then I I like what they did last night with Shayna. I thought that was exactly what they needed to do with her specifically for this. But when you compare last year's WrestleMania or even how hot everything between Becky and Ronda was, like it's just nowhere near that level. And granted, you know the star power is a lot different with Ronda Rousey and Shayna, but I still think that there's no reason for that to be one of like the hottest ones coming up. But I um. Oh, I forgot what I wanted to say. So, okay, continue. <laughs> I had one more point. I completely forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was that when, you know, this match was announced that it was going to happen, I just kept thinking to myself, who should win this? Because, hey, Becky's on fire. She's the man. She's on top. She's, you know, the face of the company right now. And then there's Shayna, who is essentially this badass that's like one of a kind type of uh, type of female wrestler right now. And, you know, so many people want to see her on top. But after everything, I think that I've officially come to the conclusion that I do want to see Becky win this match. Because I've mentioned it before, but I'm that person who likes to see somebody hold the belt for a really long time and knock out these competitors and really just make themselves that next level and then I thought that another person that could eventually you know sort of take over that Becky spot would be Rhea Ripley so I kind of hope that she gets one over on Charlotte but Becky gets one over on Shayna yeah there's there's quite a few people that need to come up I think Io Shirai and Bianca Belair both need to come up you're gonna get Nia Jax back that's three pretty solid names to add back to your women's division uh, throwback 27 says, with Becky poking the bear talking about Ronda, do you think Shayna might mention it in a promo soon? Do you think Ronda will make an impact somehow? She was at WWHQ, was Ronda Rousey recently. It wouldn't surprise me to see her in in uh, Shayna's corner or something like that or walking her to the ring. Honestly, I think they should have like an MMA-style walkout for Shayna Baszler like with the entourage and mm-hmm. have Ronda Rousey there with her. And Ronda Rousey didn't have to sit out there because, quite frankly, if she does, she will be the focus of the match, and you don't want that. But doing an MMA walkout like you see any week and then they walk to the back, I think that would be good. It would be a WrestleMania type of thing. I think we could see that, and I think Shayna will definitely bring it up. Yeah, the MMA walkout thing is a great idea. I love that. But I wouldn't want to see Ronda necessarily in her corner just because, like you said, it would shift the focus. And I'd rather have that, like, uh, you know, that nice pop for Ronda if she comes out, I don't know, wherever she decides to come out or whenever she decides to come back. Um, I would prefer to not see her until that point just for that reaction um, versus having her stand outside in the corner or something. Has Denise heard of All for One? They sing that one love song, right? Yeah, just one. Okay, they sing that one love song. Okay, yeah, yeah sing, I know they that. They sing many love songs, but yeah. Okay, well, I know that one love song. I can love the you main like one. that. There you go, that one. No, not that one. Not that one. That I, is I the one. That. that is the one. <laughs> is it really? Okay, That's never mind. That's the one they're known for. You know what? I think I'm confusing them with KCI and JoJo. That's that... KC and JoJo. Oh. KCI. <laughs> All right, I'm just working my, I, I'm just digging myself into a hole. I'm done. I'm done. Well, I like that one song that they sing. KCI and JoJo. <laughs> I'm I done. am seething right now. I'm so done. <laughs> oh my god! Like R and B is like '90s R and B, especially is like my favorite type of music in the world. So this is I'm, I'm gonna cry. I'm about to cry. I've got like a tear about to emerge right now. Okay. 
much as like I only know like the hit R&B songs that I hear on the radio and like that's it. <laughs> okay. Somebody said I swear is one of their songs all for once, but also I can love you like that. That was another one of their hits. Is that I swear? Yeah. By the something. Oh yeah, I know that one because it came out on that Friends movie with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. The, 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 I Just forgot. Friends. That was a good movie. Just Friends. Thank you. That was He's a good movie. He's singing that in the entrance in the beginning, or I promise. He's Under, singing something. Underrated Christmas movie. Just Friends. That was a, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Rob Wilkins says is Triple H need to save Ricochet ports too late. I think I think he does. I think Ricochet at this point needs to go back to NXT and make a difference instead of doing whatever it is he's been doing on Raw. I, I'm I'm ready for him to be done with Raw or Agreed. move to SmackDown, one or the other. He needs a break, some off TV time. Uh, yeah, Rey Mysterio had some off TV time. He faced Angel Garza. He defeated Angel Garza. That woman that Angel Garza kissed, tried to turn into it. She was ready to get it, Denise. She was ready to work herself into a shoot and maybe to work Angel Garza into a shoot. I, yeah, I didn't catch that. I was more entertained by Garza's face because when he was getting rubbed, he just had the like, "Mm, like I'm being loved face right now. And I, I, I was more distracted by that, I think, than her actually trying to get one in on Garza. Everybody loves Garza that I've talked to backstage. Like, I'll ask people, how how is so-and-so doing backstage so far? And, like, I'm, I'm hearing rave reviews about Angel Garza backstage. I heard rave reviews about him at the Performance Center. A lot of people like so- this guy. I got to work with him when I was doing the Aralucha shows, Mm -hmm. and that's when I met him, worked with him. I can't tell you, like, what a nice person he is, but he was, like, really nice. Um, And how he is in the ring and his personality and that charm is how he is in real life. So you get that, like, automatically. Like, he can charm anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. Just know that, like, hands down. That's that's awesome. It's good to see that someone is – Getting the success that works hard, you you see it in the ring, and and they they do well outside the ring. But Garza tears Ray up with kicks. There was one out of a headstand in the corner that I loved. Ray's trying to do the thing where you whip somebody into the buckle and you you push up on the ropes and kick out. But he got knocked in the face. There was a pop up kick. It was really good. Uh, another good spot was an inverted slingshot uh, suplex from Garza. He did a big super kick as well. Then Rey Mysterio went for a destroyer. It gets turned into a 619, and Rey wins with a springboard elbow. Um, I, I do my match ratings, and quite frankly, I, I if it hits about a 6 out of 10 on my scale, that's where I'm like, hey, yeah, you guys should watch this match. I put this there, and I don't usually mention those, but I put it here because it we got some sense of finality between these two. Now, we're probably going to see this match 342 times. Uh, after this, but we didn't see Humberto Carrillo. We didn't see Andrade on Raw tonight, and we've seen that match so many damn times. This one felt like it was over. I don't know if it was, but it felt like it, and that hit recommended viewing to me. I thought this was a good match, as is tradition with these guys. I could think of a lot worse things than a fatal four-way at WrestleMania, but I could also see that match turning into something that does not make sense, a lot of weird spots that just aren't good, and I I don't know. It seems like the kind of match I I wouldn't be excited to see because I've seen them work together so much, but then when they get in the ring, it could either be amazing or really weird. Uh, Your thoughts on this match and where they're going after this? Yeah, so with this match in particular, I enjoyed it. I thought it was better than the first match that they had on Raw um, when Garza made his debut. And um, one of the things that I particularly liked about it was that we're seeing a lot of aggression from Garza. A lot of uh, he's doing uh, everything that he does. It just it came off very well. And so I liked how everything matched. I I love that one spot that you were talking about where he just kicks Ray in the face Um, when Ray slid out of the ring. That was kind of cool to see as well. Um, It was a fun match. And in terms of where they're going with this, I don't know. But I will say this, though. I had two thoughts while while watching this match. One of them is I feel that Angel Garza has probably changed WWE's plans. I don't know what plans they had for him, but I almost feel like they weren't expecting this much attention on him. 
I don't know. That's just the the thought that I had while I was watching. It kind of felt like maybe he came in and he did that one thing when Andrade was gone. And hey, but now it seems like they're uh, doing a lot more with him, like almost like if he changed their plans. And uh, the second thought that I had was, thank God we had a really good just singles match with no interruptions, no this happened, no weird finish, nothing. It was just a good singles match because that is what I like to see. I wouldn't mind seeing this match again. I wouldn't mind seeing it a few more times. WWE is, you always hear they're looking for their big Hispanic star and all that stuff. And to me, I I don't think they should look for their big Hispanic star. I think they should just bring up good Hispanic wrestlers that, that fit in and, or don't fit in, they stand out. Rey Mysterio stands out. Andrade stands out. Boy, does Angel Garza stand out. And not to compare him to another uh, another Latino wrestler, but he has that like he has that Eddie Guerrero vibe where you can you can see on his face how much he likes what he's doing. You can see how much he enjoys performing. Like he can't take that smile off of his face, and that's part of what I like about Eddie Guerrero and. When Eddie Guerrero had to turn it on and he got angry, you saw him and you were like, oh, shit. Now, he turned it on. He's mad now. It takes a lot to get him mad, so we know to take him seriously now. And Garza has that. Like, when he gets livid with somebody in the future, we're going to know that there's a reason for him to be angry because he's got that that just smile and that charm about him. And, oh, I just love this dude, and I love everything that he does. And Rey Mysterio exactly. continues to be awesome. And I can't wait, like, once all of this is done and, you know, we move on with Angel Garza, I cannot wait for them to actually not always keep the Hispanics and the Hispanic storylines together and the Hispanic matches together. Branch people out, man. Like, I can see Angel Garza working with so many different people on the roster. Like, come on. Like, after all of this, we've gotten our, you know, kicks and thrills and all of that. Let's go ahead and branch out. Yeah, when I would recommend that, that Garza team with Humberto, I had people say, oh, you just want to put the Hispanics together. I'm like, no, they're cousins. They're freaking cousins. Like, it, it would make sense to give Carrillo some edge, and they are cousins, but Garza is just so much better. That's how you learn from people. You you travel with them. You you train with them, all that stuff. You You perform contract tampering on MLW with each other like they have in the past. Look at that. He went to a meeting with WWE with Angel Garza, and he got signed. Look at that. Hot dog. We got a bunch (laughs) of super chats. Oh, nice. Hannah Moore says, this is for Denise. She brightens my Mondays every week. Oh, thank you, Hannah. That's what I like. That's what I like about Denise. She is a good sport. She is a good sport. Shane Haas says, my love, do you ever dream of candy coated raisin drops? Listen, man, I know you're trying to stump me. But it ain't going to work. You're not going to hit me with Candy Rain by Soul For Real and act like I don't know what that is. You, Little Sean Ross Sapp in Maysville, Kentucky. Loved it, my friends. I was listening to R&B when I was like six. Don't, don't even try me. DJ Cass says, Humberto and Ricochet on main event tonight, Dame. Which leads into our next super chat. Ernie Vasquez said, thoughts on MVP possibly managing Ricochet and Cedric? I would love that. If you're not doing anything with either one of them, do something with both of them. Uh, They are both way too good to be in the spots that they've been in the last two weeks. We're going to go ahead and talk about Riddick Moss. He runs right through Cedric. He hit him with a nasty fallaway slam, but that's it. He continues his longest reign of the 24-7 title ever, and... I mean, I get it. Wow. Riddick Moss has been in the in the PC for a long time. So long that they had to be like, listen, if you re-sign with us, we'll bring you up. And he did because his contract is almost up. I just don't get why uh, they, should, they should just literally drop the whole 24-7 rule and just make it like a TV title match where every week we know we're going to get this match. Instead of it being the 24-7 rule, like, they should change it already at this point. I mean, they're doing it every week now. The last few weeks, we've actually had a match for the 24-7 belt. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with the 24-7 rule. I love that they suspend the rule during the match. I love that. Because that makes a lot of sense. Oh, Ricochet's gonna get the hell out of there. Cedric does, too. It's just, oh, my God. But MVP managing them, 
I love that. Quite honestly, I wish they'd send Apollo Crews back over to Raw so he could team with Tazawa <laughs> and reform uh, Titus Worldwide. Yeah, I thought that, that would was be good. good. That and, I like that. And they're paying Titus to not wrestle right now. They're paying a whole lot of people to not wrestle. Heath Slater was home for four months. Bo Dallas hasn't been wrestling for four months. Tamina has wrestled once in the last three or four months. Like, yeah, they, I'm not a fan of that. I feel like if you don't have anything to do with this person or you just don't see anything in them, just let them go. Yeah. Save your money and let them go. Yeah. And give other people raises. Do something. Yes. Throwback says Ricochet versus Cole for the NXT title would be amazing. Do you think AJ calling out Taker and saying stuff about family and Michelle McCool's the right move? Let's talk about that. AJ Styles comes out, and he says that Undertaker has stuck his nose in his business again, but he's not the Undertaker anymore. He's just a beaten-down Mark Calloway. That was a nice approach. Then he drops the bombshell, Denise. <laughs> Undertaker's <laughs> married to Michelle McCool. I had no idea. <laughs> he's like, and I'm sitting there like, oh, no, you didn't. He did like the whole Ronda Rousey video where she was saying that this was fake and this was real. And didn't she say like, oh, Melissa Santos and Brian Cage are married. Yeah. Hey, he, he took that out of took that out of Ronda's playbook. Oh, man. Um, it seems to me like somebody on the writing team got into an argument with somebody else on the writing team. And somebody said, oh, something about your wife. And Vince went, oh, God, that's the shit, pal. And ever since then, he's like, all right, we got to run a bunch of wife angles. Mike and Maria, Rusev and Lana. We got to do Edge and Edge and Beth, Michelle and Taker. Oh, we, we got to do it. Becky and Seth even. Oh, hot damn, pal. All over the place, man. That's all, all the time, dude. I'm like, it's... Ugh. I mean, at least it's not like anything weird like the whole Mike and Maria thing and the whole Bobby Lashley, Rusev, Lana thing. It could be weird. This is just like bringing the wives in, but at least it's not like that level weird. I love this. I love this. I, I did too. I, yeah, I thought that – I thought that – okay, well, I didn't expect AJ Styles to go this direction. So this came at me out of nowhere. I didn't expect it at all. But what I mainly loved is that he hit all these points. He talks about his real name. He says that she, she should have, he should have retired. He mentions his wife. He says that he hopes he dies in the ring or something like that. He pulled out all of those things that, you know, people just don't say out loud. But he said them, and the crowd reacted to them. Like, they had – he had massive boos. People were pissed. And you can feel it. Like people are like, "Oh no, that was wrong." He said a he said a line, and it got the actual reaction that it was supposed to get. So I loved all of this. Yeah, outside of uh, the overuse of the wives thing, I, I thought this was really awesome. I thought it was really good. I thought they were going towards Aleister Black and Undertaker against the OC because, quite frankly, Undertaker's better in tag matches. But if he's not good in this singles match, I don't need to see him in another singles match again. Granted, I've been there with The Undertaker before where I didn't need to see him in singles matches. But I guess we'll see how it works. And to, to throwback's point, yeah, I think Ricochet versus Cole for the NXT title would be awesome. That is an NXT TakeOver main event. Uh, and it's it's something befitting of Ricochet. And they're on cable TV. They could do a lot worse than having a guy from Raw get moved over to NXT. And they could say, hey, this is the trade we orchestrated to get Shayna Baszler on Raw. Yeah, I think I would like that move because I I I sometimes feel that there's a lot of talent on NXT that is kind of sort of along the same lines. So I feel like there could be a bigger uh, uh, a bigger shift and change in terms of of how people are being portrayed on the show. So I think that Ricochet would be somebody that would sort of mix that up. Does Denise know who the Fresh Prince is? Yes, I watched that show. Okay, That's I'm a, not that loony. That was a layup. That was a layup throwback. I appreciate <laughs> that was that was a good one. Okay. Throwback yeah. is my boy. He's he's generous, the most generous dude to us. That was a layup. He was being nice to you, I think. Thank you. Thank you. I That's true. So. That's true. 
And it's funny because the show that I've been actually rewatching as of late is Boy Meets World. I'm like on the fifth season. I've just decided to rewatch and it's made my life so much better. What did you think of the Rhea Ripley and Raymond James uh, stadium video? I liked it. That it was too. really cool. I did too. You know, you know what the the opening lyrics of her theme song are, Denise? No, I don't remember. This Why don't is I remember that? And let me tell you, Denise, if your pube trimmers are saying that to your nutsack, you should probably check out Manscaped's new lawnmower 3.0. Now, I'll just clarify: they are not a sponsor this week, but I'm looking to renew them. And when you use the code Fightful. You get 20% off. So the more purchases you give them this week, the more likely they are to renew us for a sponsorship. And Denise, they hit me up today. You know what they said? What did they say? (laughs) They said, that advertising segue was dope. Did they really? (laughs) Exactly what they said to me. No way. (laughs) They did. But uh, you know what Charlotte Flair came out and said about that video package? Did you hear her? She said, Yeah. She said, Ladies and gentlemen, did you see that package? And I was thinking, Andrade must have been in the back taking Blue Chew or something. Like, what? The last time I've heard anybody say that was in relation to BlueChew.com. They're going to be saying it nonstop. They're going to say, Ladies and gentlemen, did you see that package? And the irony of that, Denise, is. That's not discreet at all. That you're just telling the world. But that, that I'm going to be honest. There are pros and cons of Blue Chew. It gets delivered straight to your door discreetly. But your performance is going to make your partner go out and say, Hey, everybody, did you hear about this dope dick? <laughs> it was from Blue Chew. So it's going to come to your door discreetly, without a doubt. People are going to know. You got a, a dope dick. I, I don't know what to say. Bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but they're way better than them. It's chewable so it can get into your system a lot faster, so you can take it on a full or empty stomach. It's cheaper than Viagra and Cialis. Why is that? Because you don't have to go to the pharmacy. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to schedule an appointment. So it's cheaper in time and money. The online physician consult is free, and it's fast. They'll determine what active ingredient is best for you, and you don't have to have a problem to use this stuff it's a performance enhancer. Be like Mark McGuire in 1998. Just slugging. You know who Mark, Mark McGuire is, Denise? Of course you Of course you don't. Sammy Sosa? You know who Sammy Sosa is? I'm out. Damn. At least Barry Bonds. You live in California, right? Oh, I do know Barry Bonds. All right. Well, you'll get a big head like Barry Bonds because you're going to get those PDs for your dick. And you'll get it absolutely free. Well, $5 shipping. When you use that code FIGHTFUL, just go to BlueChew.com. Hit them up at, on Twitter, at BlueChew. Let them know you heard about them from us. Oh, man. Shane Haas in the Super Chat. By the way, guys, you want your question or statement read on the air? Donate a Super Chat. He says, Sean, have you heard As Yet's cover of Hard to Say? I'm sorry. It's incredible. Any chance of you doing a 90s R&B show? Not anytime soon. Not during Mania season. I will not do that. I have not heard that cover. But Plus, i got to put together a Denise compilation at this point. Oh, no. I don't, e- I don't even <laughs> want to see going the in views it. for that. <laughs> I don't even want to see the views. It's going to go in it. I'm just, like, petrified because I know myself and I know I'm going to go in, I'm going to watch myself, I'm going to cringe one million times and I'm going to read the comments and it's all going to get in my head and it's just, no, there's no good that can come of it. So like the thing is, um, usually I've got a low bar. I mean, we, we don't have the, the benefit of the algorithm. So if something hits consistently like a thousand views, I'll probably continue the series just because I like it and it's good for us and I can repurpose the stuff. The epic triggered rants always do it. The Blue Chew compilations usually do it. So now the fact that I'm going to have one just of your reactions, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, man. 
I guess we got to talk about Raw some more. Say, uh, I don't. I don't even know where we are on oh, Raw. We're, <laughs> like, we're at the. This is my brutality. Cut up nutsacks, ladies and gentlemen. Did you see that package? Thank you, Rhea Ripley. Oh, Thank okay, you, Charlotte. You uh, Ripley comes out, and when Charlotte cuts her off from talking, she just punches Charlotte and leaves. Oh, you know what? Thank you. Just reminded me something. So when you were doing the blue, ch- when you were talking about it, okay. So. There, okay, when you're talking about Charlotte and the package and Andrade and all of that, I kept thinking, have you seen their photos of them where, like, Charlotte has her face and Andrade is like, yeah. Have you seen those social media posts? Yes, I have. I love those. Those are my favorite. They're hilarious. You mean like right, where, You mean like where they're at the beach, right? There was two of them. There is, there is one, I think they're, like, in a hotel room or something. I don't even know anymore. I feel like I've seen ah. two of them. I thought this was a good segment. It was simple. You don't want to overexpose it. Uh, Charlotte says that Rhea is overhyped. And when Charlotte interrupts Rhea Ripley, like, hey, I'm the veteran here. You're not. Shut up. Rhea just punches her in the face face and leaves. I thought this was good. This was great. I liked this a lot. Um, But you know what, though? I will say this. I did expect a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, I, I don't know if I expected a little bit more or if I was wanting more afterwards. So maybe I haven't cleared the lineup on how I felt about that. But I would have preferred that after Rhea, you know, essentially like punched her, punched her in the face, that afterwards, you know, they just went for like a full beat down or something. Or even when she left, I was kind of hoping she would run back. Um... Because I kind of felt like I just, it left me wanting a little bit more from this. Um, I kind of felt that there was no real reaction for what Charlotte was saying at the beginning of her promo from the crowd. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed in that. I know we got some mixed reactions for Charlotte here. Um, but yeah, I was kind of expecting a little bit more. And I kind of thought that it fell a little short in comparison to Becky and Shayna. It, re- it does feel like to me that, Almost every WrestleMania match is being booked up, booked out evenly as far as prestige. Like, I don't see one that's a runaway. Maybe Edge and Orton, but that's just because it's better. Whatever Rollins and them are doing, that's getting the most time, and I don't think it should. But I think they're doing a good job of not over overexposing Mania programs right now. Uh, Marco Dominguez says, here's a super chat to go towards the Denise compilation. <laughs> oh, hold on. Thank you. Ah, how sweet. It's blurred. It was blurred. Oh, man, it was blurred. (laughs) All right, well, happy face. There you go. There you go. Aaron Chase fan says, AJ and Taker, next week contract signing. No! Lately, their contract signings have been a little bit different, but yeah, I ain't big on contract signings. No, I'm not big on them either. Although I am excited for Austin next week, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, we saw a Heyman Drew McIntyre video. This is a good way to buy another week. Whatever. I'm cool with that. Up next, we saw Drew McIntyre against Rowan. And when Rowan came out, I was like, oh, we're continuing this, huh? Oh, but we weren't. We weren't. Wait, yeah, we think we skipped Bobby Lashley, oh, Zack we'll, we'll, Ryder. We'll get, we'll get there. Oh. We'll get there. Oh, okay. I don't go in order. I group stuff together. Drew smashes whatever's in the cage, which I say whatever's in the cage because Tom. And Jerry Lawler are like, whatever is in that cage? We saw a freaking robot spider last week, Denise. We know what's in there. And people were saying, are you sure that's what? Are you sure? Are you sure? Well, then WWE's Twitter comes out and posts a little spider emoji and, like, a cancel block button. And I'm like, my God, man. Don't treat us like it's stupid. Now, I did want to see this thing get claymored into the audience, but whatever. <laughs> I can imagine the fan reactions for that. Like, who catches the robot tarantula? Oh, yeah. That would have been hilarious. That's and like, probably also a liability. That's but, the hey. ultimate collector's item right there. That would have fetched money. Yeah, for reals. But here's the thing. I think that... If they were going to do this, they were just going to destroy it. They should have just done it before the big reveal. At this point, it could have been a lifelong WWE mystery. What was ever, you know, 20 years from now, what was ever an Eric Rowan's cage? We'll never know because Drew McIntyre ruined it. I think had he done that and then we never heard from it again would have actually been a lot better than the tarantula reveal and then him destroying it the week after. And I was even expecting, why isn't the tarantula running out afterwards? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rowan won. Uh, Rowan got beat, by the way. Womp. Uh, Walter says, why is Paige coming back this Friday? Is she cleared to wrestle? We talked about that a little bit earlier. No, she ain't cleared to wrestle. She'll probably never be cleared to wrestle unless there's a miracle surgery that develops. But, hey, Edge got there. But 
Uh, from what I understand, Pages is a little more dire than than Edge. Uh, Throwback twenty seven says, "Does she know who Tonic is?" Probably not. You wanted more. There's a lot. There's a lot of good songs from them. <laughs> Empire Records. I, I don't even know what that is. Having Black versus Seth hurt Alistair or help him? Does Alistair go for the U.S. title? Well, they moved Alistair right out of the AJ thing and on to this massive eight, six, whatever man tag that we can go ahead and talk about right now. Backstage, Kevin Owens throws his luggage at the Disciples and attacks, but quickly gets beaten down. Him throwing that suitcase was amazing. I loved it. I popped for it. But later, Rollins tries to recruit Aleister Black, and Black declines. I think whatever Aleister Black is doing here is real weird because they had him come out. He did this match. It was a DQ, and then he just hit the bricks, Denise. He was nowhere to be found. What the hell? Yeah. For a second there, when they said that this was going to turn into an eight-man, I was like counting. I was like, wait, where yeah. where, 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 did he go? I was like, what did I miss here? Where did I, he go? Yeah, I was like, is one of the Viking Raiders still sick or something? Like, what's going on? Because one of them was out, but... That was like they wrestled last night, so no, they're not. But, you know, it's funny, but I really like what they did backstage with them, with Seth Rollins and Alistair, because at first I thought, oh, that would be great if he went in and joined up with them. Like, he's got that look that I feel will just fit right in. Uh, But then when he basically said no, I thought, well, what a great position to be in. Uh, You know, him and Seth could, you know, do a whole lot there. And uh, this is such a great spot for him to, like, really be that person that's like, I'm not going to be that you know, you're a joke, you're the messiah, or whatever. Like, I just feel like they can do so much with this. And they burn through so many first-time matches on Raw. They just never save anything for a future pay-per-view. It's so frustrating. This could They could have done this next week or two weeks from now. I didn't need to see the Disciples back on the show tonight, much less for a half an hour, against a team that I've seen them now face four times in 12 days. Four times in 12 days. Here's here's that match. It was very good, very exciting. Montez Ford has a good drop kick. I love the spot where Akum caught Eric and they stared each other down. Murphy hit a Meteora. Dawkins hit a good spear. Eric does Lars Sullivan's finish to Rollins. Ford hits a good frog splash. Uh, and then when Ford does the Tobacon Hilo, Rollins stomps him. Good match. Didn't even hit recommended viewing for me because I've seen every combination so much. Seen so much. I just can't possibly care about it anymore. Also, commentary is so patronizing. When I hear the King go, Monday Night Pariah, like Montez Ford hasn't called Rollins that every week. And when Eric picks up Ivar for like the 50th straight week, and King goes, are you kidding me? No, King, I'm not. You've seen it every week. I'm so done with this. I never want to see these guys. I don't want to see Andrade face Carrillo again. I, I, I really don't want to see Andrade and Ray, even though uh, I'll let it pass. They're amazing matches every time. I don't want to see Roman Reigns and Corbin every time. I don't want to see Street Profits and Murphy and Rollins ever again. I don't ever again. It's so frustrating, Denise. Yeah, I can tell you that for this match, I, I always have like notes, notes for everything. This match, all I wrote down was the actual match. Like I was just like watching, but it was kind of that thing where you're like, okay, where is this going to lead to? Like, how is this going to end? Because that's all I really care about at this point, because I already seen this match, or, you know, like you said, in different variations all this past several weeks. And hey, at this point, we're just watching to see what is going to actually end up happening at the end to help continue further their storyline. So that's pretty much it with that. So I would definitely be on the same page where if I see this, I'm tuning out. Yeah, I like to finish Rollins getting the, the stomp. It really seems like they focus on his interactions with Montez Ford, which is cool. Kevin Owens comes back, beats up Rollins, gets jumped, and he takes out AOP and Murphy, but then he gets stomped. And uh, I did like that Rollins made Murphy leave the ring. It seems like he had some control, some power over Murphy, and then does another stomp. I, I like the finish, and I like the aftermath. It's just, this could have happened without the match 
to me. They could have done something else. They could have right. just done a, a brawl with these people would have been better than seeing another match between these two, between these guys, all of them. Yeah. So it's like, okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Marco Marco Dominguez says, is there anything we, or is there any chance we get anywhere near an HBK taker level match with AJ in the slot? No, I don't think we're going to get anywhere near that match. I mean, this is, we're 10 years removed from that match. Undertaker can't have a match like that anymore. But I will say this. If anybody could possibly make that happen and make it into a miracle, it would be AJ Styles. I think AJ or Daniel Bryan are probably your best bets there. Yeah, exactly. Guys, remember to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That is our premium service. That's the most direct way to support us. Uh, if you don't feel like sending a super chat or anything like that, you can subscribe to Select. I do my Q&A show this week. You can ask as many questions as you want. I hang around and answer all of them. Seven subscribers away, and we're going to make that a weekly show. I dropped the uh, Fightful Backstage Report podcast this week. Every week I give you about 20, 25 minutes of exclusive news you'll only hear at Fightful. I give you contract injury updates, stats. This week I, I gave you updates on Dan Housen's contract status. Wrestlers who talk to me about like issues with NWA, Impact, and New Japan working together. Uh, we got stuff on Jazzy Gabbert, why Willie Mack left the NWA, Vince being backstage, who hasn't been backstage, lots of Ring of Honor news that uh, you'll only get there. Uh, we have Alex's Sour Graps and just a ton of exclusive news that goes straight to you. It is the best value. I think it's probably the cheapest value for um, an exclusive wrestling news service that there is. Go check it out, FightfulSelect.com. As you mentioned... Bobby Lashley ran through uh, Zack Ryder. I'm fine with this. I'm glad they're using Zack Ryder. They're calling the old Yokosuka Cutter the Dominator, even though it's not the same move. I'm, I'm good with Bobby Lashley getting a quick win. I mean, they've beat him down so much, and he's been involved in stuff that nobody cares about for quite a while now. Yeah, I can, this was just a sleeper match. Zero interest at all for this one, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, good for Lashley, I guess. Sure. Kabuki Warriors come out. I love them. They cut this promo so well. I had somebody compared them to the Iconics, and I'm like, they're not the same just because they're heels. They're not the they're same. Very, very, very different. But I will say this: I didn't love their promo today, though. I loved really? all their other ones. This one came across a little annoying to me. So, I, in that sense, I got that comparison, but I, I, it didn't come across as some of the other stuff. And I've been loving everything that they've been doing the past few weeks. Even last night, how Oscar was reacting with Shayna. I loved that interaction. But this one, this one was just a bunch of screaming for me. Oh, I liked it. I liked Kyrie like over dramatically crying about about uh Oscar's injury and kind of blaming kind of blaming uh the fact that her wrist has been hurt cuz she came back with the rap on what happened last night and I really dug that. Up next we get Liv and Natalia coming out and teaming. Okay, sure. Liv has some good offense. I sure wish I got to see more of it, but I love that drop kick on the ropes. It looks like a million bucks. People can sell it really well. Uh, Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan want to see more of it, apparently, because they come out to ringside. My only other notes on the match, Kyrie has a great axe kick. Asuka pulls a bunch of submissions out. And Ruby and Sarah start to fight outside. Liv dives on top of them. That was cool. Kabuki Warriors beat up Natty for the win. So I like where this is going. Natty can't... I hope it keeps going where Natty keeps trying to team with people and they keep costing her the match. And then she's got to bring Beth out. And I hope sometime as we head to WrestleMania, on the way there, we get Liv, Ruby, and Sarah in, a, in an honest-to-God good triple threat match that goes 10, 11 minutes, something like that. Give them some finality and let them move on unless you're doing it at a pay-per-view because it ain't happening at Mania, Denise. Yeah, and there, I, I feel like there, the interest really isn't there. I, I know my interest really isn't there for that. Um, so... And and then, but here's the thing though, like for WrestleMania, like they always try to get everyone on the card. So I almost feel like we are probably going to see that for WrestleMania. Oh man. I can see Kabuki Warriors, uh, Divas of Doom and something else. I don't, man, it's going to be such a long show. But I mean, I thought last year at WrestleMania, they did a pretty good job of, of pacing some of those matches. Like we had a couple squash matches on that show 
last you year. know what wrestlemania last year felt a little it definitely felt a little long but mm. not not it was mainly like the last like i think like the last two or three matches that kind of just felt like oh man yeah. i've been here for a while but overall like i think i'm just maybe it's just me i'm used to sitting those very long hours watching so Maybe for me, it didn't feel that long, but I did feel it a little bit towards the end. Because they had that sprint with Lesnar and Rollins. But, I mean, I remember, like, Joe crushing Mysterio. Uh, Balor beat Lashley in about four minutes. Corbin and Angle only went, like, five oh, or six minutes. My, I think my, like, my like soul was, like, sucked out of me after the Kurt Angle retirement yeah. thing. That one killed my soul. Like, that was bad. I mean, I, I do think they should keep... The women's battle royal and the men's battle royal. I like those. And if you want to get everybody on the show, keep those two matches. But, uh, like, I feel like WWE for a while would do a thing where they're like, oh, we're doing too many triple threats, too many too many fatal four ways. And they're like, okay, let's load it up with, like, eight or nine singles matches. Because, I mean, last year they had Neeson Murphy, Joe Mysterio, Reigns McIntyre, Triple H, Batista, Corbin Angle, Balor Lashley, Kofi Bryan, Shane Miz, AJ Orton, Rollins Lesnar. They had like 10 singles matches. To me, you can do two battle royals. You can do two or three tag matches and then do like about five, you know, a couple triple threats and a few singles matches. You don't have to have I, I I don't know. I know they want to do the mono a mono thing, but whatever. No, I could definitely go with them chopping out a few of the matches, especially if some of them are just going to be like throwaway matches. You know, mm. if they're really not going to be anything special, then, hey, just take them out. I'd rather see something else. Well, this probably should have headlined the show. MVP says he's becoming a manager and he wants to manage Edge. He babbles a little bit, but he's killing time until Edge shows up on the Titantron. And he is mad. And I love this because when Edge pulled up, he didn't get that much of a pop. But then when he came out, he got a big pop. And he calls out Orton. MVP says, Edge, you're too worried about Orton, just like your wife was. Edge doesn't take out take kindly to that. He beats up MVP. Orton had came out, but he gets run off by Edge. And this beatdown was real good. He does the arm triangle, the standing arm triangle. For those of you who haven't seen it, Jake Hager's using it in in uh, AEW. It you don't usually do it standing in MMA, but Edge did it a little bit better. You, you reach around and then you grab the back of your own head, so to speak, to apply pressure. You're cutting off one carotid artery with your arms. You're cutting off their other carotid artery with their arms, and Edge is able to do it and he establishes it and it's a finish now. Like you see him put MVP to sleep. Then he does a concerto. The crowd chants one more time, and I love that he did it again, Denise. He did it again. I thought this was another good Edge Orton angle. This was fantastic. I loved it. So I loved it because it felt real. Uh, Edge came out, and he was pissed. He was angry, and I felt that. I felt that he was angry, and he was pissed. There's so many times where guys come out, and they're, oh, I'm so mad. Mm. But they're not really mad, and you know they're, you don't really feel it. So I like things like this where it's actually making me believe that, you know, that Edge is pissed, you know. So I I enjoyed all of it. I like the fact I like the fact that he was basically showing off to Randy Orton saying, yeah, you did this to me, but watch me. I can do this too, and I can do it worse. If you think you're you're the deadly psychotic killer one, well, you know what? So am I. So I like the level of mind games that they were playing here. This was this was this was good. I am I wasn't a big fan of the big stare down and then the after uh, when he goes to the back and he looks for Randy Orton and then he finds out Charlie tells him that he leaves. And I was like, well, yeah, because you guys stared at each other for so long. Of course he left. I could have done without that part. But for the most for the for the most part of it, I really, really enjoyed all of this. I think that they've been doing a consistent job every single week with this. And I'm liking I'm liking a lot with what they're doing with it. So we, we are going to get this at WrestleMania and. That's it's not confirmed yet, but it will be. And effectively, six matches are announced right now. And to my point about singles matches, they're all singles matches so far, every single one of them. And to me, when you have Goldberg and Reigns, Fiend versus Cena, AJ Styles versus Undertaker, you can't count on those being very long matches. 
You can't. I mean, Cena hasn't worked a long, dramatic WrestleMania match in a long time, and The Fiend just isn't that good in the ring. <laughs> and and that's okay. Styles and Undertaker, they can't have that one. Goldberg and Reigns sure as hell can't. If if Goldberg and Reigns is any longer than five minutes, they're doing a real disservice to both men involved and yeah. the fans. Baszler and Lynch, the thing is, if that does go really long, you run the risk of exposing Shayna to a lot of the same criticism in which you have gotten in the past. Lesnar Drew, I could see that one going a while. Rhea Charlotte, I could see that going a while. But they, they got to add some other stuff. I'm, I'm ready to see some multiple person matches. I'm ready to see some other stuff added to this. Edge and Randy Orton should be a no DQ match. It should be anything goes. It should be a street fight. It should be that. And I Oh yeah. And that's that's what I want to see. But it's honestly I feel that the card is shaping up to be pretty exciting for this year. Like I was looking at it right before yeah. we went on the show and I thought to myself, "You know what? I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to that." You know, there's been so many shows where I'm like, "You know what? I'm only looking forward to really three matches or four matches or whatever." Uh I can honestly say that right now I have interest in all the matches on the card. Yeah, and I mean, look at look at Goldberg Brock Lesnar from WrestleMania a few years ago. That was one of my favorite Goldberg matches ever. It's one of my favorite Brock matches ever. I mean, I, in the lead-up to that, I was thinking it through my head, and I even did it on a, a Listen Your Boy show. I was like, there's no reason they can't go finisher, finisher, roll outside, tear a bunch of shit up, go back inside, go to the finish. That's a wrap. And that's what they did, and it ruled. Hopefully that's what Goldberg and Reigns do as well. We have yeah. a few super chats as we wrap up. Walter says, could Rollins be the Monday Night Messiah kind of be or be similar to the Ministry of Darkness in any way, shape, or form? I'm starting to see those especially evil undertones in Rollins. Like when he made Buddy Murphy leave the ring, like he just pointed out. It's like he has control over Murphy. That's That's the thing with The Undertaker. He had control over Viscera, who used to be Mabel, Midian, who used to be Phineas, Bradshaw and Farouk, who used to be just normal wrestlers. He had control over these guys and like made them his own. I don't think it'll go that far with Rollins because you don't want it to be a rehash, but I do see him having that control, Denise. Yeah, and if they do, they go if they go that that much with it, I almost feel like it can also become kind of corny. So if they kind of keep playing it right how they're doing it right now, I like that because I have noticed like little things that Seth Rollins will do where uh, I think the one time he was like when he was shaking people's hands when he was doing this, like just little things that he's been doing, like certain mannerisms is what's giving that, you know, that messiah, that cult feeling to all of this. And I mean, they could definitely step it up a notch, but overall I think that I like so far what they're doing with that. I liked it a lot better than at the in the beginning when all of this started. I remember being on the podcast and being like, I don't like it. I'm not into it. And now I'm actually like pretty into it. DJ Cass says, here's the thing. Rollins, uh, Rollins' faction doesn't even have a name yet. There's been no progression with this storyline. Yeah, it's just match, 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 beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down. I want to know why. I want some answers. I call them the disciples just because that's what they call the rest of them. So... Uh, Rollins and his disciples are, are what I call them. I'm ready for some progression, Denise. I'm so sick of us having to talk about this every freaking week. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, I, man, I don't know. Guys, if you all didn't check out our Elimination Chamber post-show with Jeff Hawkins, check out our SmackDown show. It's doing trash numbers. I know nobody wants to hang out on a Friday, but it is up on demand. It's a good time. That show usually goes a lot shorter than this Raw show because it is a two-hour show. But um, we also had the UFC watch-along. That Joanna fight with Wiley Zong was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Worth checking out. Uh, we actually have a couple more uh, Super Chats. Throwback says, what did you think of Owen's tweet about Sammy? I like that Kevin Owens is so loyal to Sammy Zayn and... He's just a real dude, and that's what I always hear. And I mean, uh, what was the what was the tweet? What did he say? He said you can complain about how he won it or his attitude, but Sammy being Intercontinental Champion is long overdue. <laughs> the fact that he won it after growing his hair that rivals Wayne Gretzky's in his heyday makes it worth the wait, though. I'm very proud of you. 
I, I like it, the fact that they can be frenemies and rivals and buddies and friends, and it works for them. I love it. I think yeah, it, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. We have one more. Uh, Sean, what was the Andrade drama news last week? I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear any Andrade drama news last week. Um, I've not heard any since the suspension. I've even asked like what he was suspended for and haven't heard anything. So uh, I'll try to follow up on that if you're more specific. Send me a DM or something. But Denise, tell the people where they can find you on social media. We went a little bit over this week. Talk, oh, wow. Talking okay. about music. <laughs> um, so you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. But more importantly, check me out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. You can also find that link on my social media channels. I recently uploaded a brand new video that is totally different from anything that I've done before. And it's story time. I literally just tell people how I started watching wrestling because when you're a girl, you get that question a lot. So I just did like a real cute, fun video where I actually draw the story out and it's like an animation. Um, and there's some like little hidden gems in there. Um, but I would really appreciate it if you guys went ahead and checked it out. So far, the people that have checked it out have given me nothing but great feedback. So you guys are more than welcome to do that. And I'm going to keep posting some new videos, um, especially tomorrow since I'm going to be working on videos all day. So youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Do not forget to subscribe. March 27th is my two-year anniversary. And I'm 130 subscribers away from 25K. 130. So it's really frustrating. Hopefully I get there soon. You will get there. I know you will. Guys, go subscribe to her. Show her some love. She has some really fun videos over there. We have one more super chat. And Mike, I appreciate you, buddy. But you asked, could AOP versus APA be fun? If you're playing like WWE 2K, maybe, actually, no, because 2K sucks now. In the day, it could have been. It ain't ever going to be good again. Uh, not Not anymore. Guys, thank you all so much. I appreciate every single one of you. Listen, your boy is back on Wednesday this week. We did drop a Friday version. Check out the Distraction Podcast as well. We've got so many goddamn podcasts, guys. There's something for all of you. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.